Welcome to the Cambridge Judge Business School Podcast Centre. The European Union has launched a formal investigation into allegations about the practices of the international search engine giant Google. These centre around claims that Google has abused its dominance in the search engine market to suppress its rivals. The probe follows complaints by a number of firms. For its part, Google denies the allegations, but says it would work with the Commission to address any concerns. Dr Michael Barrett of the Cambridge Judge Business School has been anxious about search engine regulation for some time. He draws a parallel with a heated regulatory debate a hundred years ago over the provision of train services in St Louis. There, a group of train operators controlled the access and barred their competitors. Dr Barrett says the issue surrounding search engine regulation goes back to the 90s. Then there was a a concern that over the whole issue of being uh, paid for versus unbiased results. And at that point, it was it was dealt well, actually, with but then very quickly by uh, the FTC sending out a letter and and self-regulation actually did work in that case because they made clear that it was important for disclosure to differentiate between unpaid, unbiased results and paid for results. And the search engines did respond and did make their disclosures much clearer as to, as to uh, how they were progressing on that front. So what exactly have the search engines been doing? An industry has grown up around the ability for, for example, Google and many other search engines to, to create a business model and, and a revenue base around advertising and paid-for results. Uh, so that has created, out of uh, the Internet being, as we know, spawned to be a sort of very much more of a public good, a situation for monetization, for marketization, and for, if you like, a, a blurring of what constitutes a market-based approach to, to using the Internet and providing a, a gateway and a gatekeeping of information versus one in which it's a funding model for, for them to grow. In itself, that's not wrong, is it? No, it's not. It's, it, it's not, it's, it's not wrong to, to make money, although the issue of making money out of the Internet and how that's done as a public good has always had this public-private debate which leers and, and bobs its head up from time to time. But, but I would argue that certainly we've seen with the advent and growth of e-commerce many firms in the last 10 years seeing the Internet as a way of, of, of commercialising and making money through that vehicle. That in and of itself is not the problem. Uh, the problem becomes when people feel that they're being discriminated against and that there's potential abuse of personal power because of the, the size of the market and the oligopolistic or monopolistic tendencies to, in that market based on a few players having a lot of power. And then that becomes an issue of, is there a potential possible abuse of power? And do at that point, does, does somebody have to step in and make a difference? Are you surprised that the EU has stepped in to investigate, not just because it's Google? No, I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised it's actually the EU. And if you go back again, the, the, in the Microsoft case, although they're quite different cases, it was the EU that, that, that actually uh, held uh, Microsoft to account. Uh, in that in that situation about the, the, the use of Internet Explorer 10 years back. So if anybody was going to do it, if you like, um, it probably was going to happen in the, with the EU. Another big issue and to, to remember, though, too, is that if you think about the dominance of and the, the, the market segmentation of use of different search engines, it's quite different between the US and, and Europe. 
So, for example, you know, uh, take just one search engine, Google. Uh, they've got probably only about 65% of the market share in the U.S., whereas in the U.K. alone, it's about 85%. Uh, uh, of people using uh, one particular search engine. So there is even more pressure, if you like, and more vigilance to, to look at this issue in the EU. You're on record as saying there are six reasons underpinning the case for regulating against search engine bias. Well, the, the first one is, is the whole issue of, and everybody's familiar with this, 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 this concern, is it causing a material uh, adverse difference to the uh, impact of a company and its performance and its profitability over time. So there are many uh, examples. There are small companies, even large companies, where there they have been reports that the, the demotion of their ranking on the search page by, a, by Google or other search engine providers um, has led to a significant drop in their profitability and the performance, with some classic examples of companies going out of business within a short period of time. So if you take, for example, the, the two big feet, as it was called, the Internet business, which was uh, specialized back in 2003 with oversized shoe sizes uh, selling on the Internet, uh, they, they had a, a significant drop in their ranking uh, on, uh, on Google, which led to, just before Christmas, uh, them having a dramatic um, drop in sales and which led them out of business. So there are many examples or a growing number which are becoming more publicized that are, are, are problem- problematic. That's the first one. Your second point is that there is no clear distinction between permitted as opposed to illicit practices. Somewhere in that mix I could take it to include optimization. What's wrong with that? Well, that's a good point. You know, I mean, what, what is permitted and, and what isn't? I mean, um, in the sense of what practices should you be allowed to deploy to allow your, your ranking to, to move up the list? And is it wrong or right to do so? One big example, which, which we find interesting around the term of cloaking, which is where companies explicitly use different content and pages to, to present to users in search engines, um, it has been used very legitimately by, say, the Wall Street Journal to, uh, to you know, to, to show full full versions, yeah, of its pay per view articles to Google's index program, which uh, which, which seem perfectly fine. There are other situations where it's seen to be um, under the radar, you know, using white on white backgrounds, as it's called, which are uh, are seen by search engines like Google and others to be illicit practices, which are uh, are not appropriate for them giving the right signal and quality out to users about what the ranking should be for your particular company if those practices are indeed used. So it is, uh, and it depends on where you sit, whether you're a, a webmaster, whether you're a, a search engine optimized consultant, or indeed Google themselves, or the search engine provider, Yahoo and others. So it does depend. That's, but that is a very important sort of second point, that it's very difficult to make that judgment call, um, and we need to be aware of that. The third point is that there's no announcement that a website has been demoted, and further, there's no appeal process. And your fourth point is that a, a damaged company cannot be guaranteed a satisfactory response. That's very one-sided, isn't it? Yes, and, and, and you know, you, you, the, the issue that might come up is, is, is the fact that, well, should... Is it the responsibility and could search engine companies, if they were required to make 
a satisfactory response in a short period of time, be opening up a can of worms? Would that be the thin edge of the wedge? Would that be something which it just simply couldn't manage, particularly if it was leading to more and more potential for lawsuits? But the, the whole issue of um, you know, having a response, being made aware, limiting that third point of the, the shock factor of not knowing even that you'd been demoted so drastically is, is, is something which, um, which, which, which companies feel they should know more about. The fifth point is, is very much that companies, large companies with deep pockets, can play the game uh, of, of, of making sure that, that they are seen to be more favorable on the, the rankings list. And that's, um, and that's an issue um, based on the advertising model where companies or search engines rely more and more heavily on uh, their advertising revenues. The sixth one would be certainly who's going to arbitrate and where appropriate punish illicit behavior? Should it be indeed the role of uh, search engine organizations that spot illicit practices, what's called black hat optimization techniques? Or is it much more appropriate for that to be a a governing body, a regulatory body, so that it's not the the, the need or the role for um, the, the search engine company, but rather this is communicated widely across the system as to what these clearest guidelines are and therefore followed by all involved. What are the cornerstones of the case for greater control? You've been calling for search engine regulation for some time, so you must feel quite pleased that steps are now being taken. Yes, very much so. I mean, the, the, certainly the, the, we want the debate to be raised as to how and when and why. And that, that it's timely for the case for what can be done with all the stakeholders around the table to come up with better possibilities for regulation where it indeed is warranted. I think if any, if there is going to be a shot, it's now with what's happened with the EU, raising the ante, uh, getting global coverage. There are institutional forums in place or forums, uh, such as the Internet Governance Summit, where if it can get on the agenda uh, next year, for example, then there is a chance that this will not fizzle out. What form should regulation take? I strongly believe that if we can get a, a self-regulation type of an approach that similar to what we saw back 10 years ago, where the FTC was successful in getting this, um, uh, this, this ability f- for firms to disclose more carefully between their unbiased results and their paid-for revenues, that that would be the, the way forward. What we clearly need is, I think, a need for clearer guidelines. What's illicit, what constitutes and, and is agreed upon is illicit what's called sort of more black hat optimization versus white hat optimization, which is permitted types of practices that search engine op, um, optimization consultants and webmasters can participate in to, to try and ensure that, that they, they optimize their performance of their company quite uh, with good quality uh, on, the, on the search engines list. So where we can uh, have a discussion with all the stakeholders as to what those guidelines should be, and if, if the FTC or a similar organization, can, a regulatory body, can help to promote and, and instill that these practices be carried out and, and, and followed as guidelines, then we have a chance of moving in the right direction, I would say. Dr. Michael Barrett, thank you. Podcast produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School.